So welcome back to part two. Part two is shorter than part one, which I'm sure everybody is, is happy to hear. And we're going to cover two things in part two. One is video, which I think, as I mentioned before, is key to inbound. It's key to the future. It's probably one of the most important things that you can use to generate authority content. Um, it'll help with your SEO and tons of other stuff. Uh, and we're going to have Ellie come and talk to you about that. Um, following that, I'm going to give you a very, very brief talk about SEO um, and how you can actually outrank um, some big players if you do it right. So first things first, Ellie, where's she gone? Uh, there you go. Er Ellie from Story Me. It's all about video. I'm just going to hand over to her and away you go. Hey. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hi everyone, my name is Ellie, I'm video strategist at StoryMe, um, and I want to talk to you about using Vimbound, combine them, video as an inbound uh, tool. Um, so let's start, yeah, hashtag Vimbound, you heard it here first. Um, start off with a story, everyone likes a story. Um, against perhaps my better judgment, um, a couple of months ago I decided I was going to learn French, don't ask me any French, it didn't go well. Um, but I was, I was shopping around um, online, I was trying to find good classes in London that I could go to, um, which ones were close to kind of where I work, what were the learning styles, class sizes, all that stuff. I got quite deep into the investigation. And um, I was on a website for a company called International House, um, and I suddenly, I suddenly, out of nowhere, um, I see this video of um, it's sort of a testimonial-style video. It's a couple of um, ex-students talking about their experience with the programme, and my tutor-to-be, Bruno, um, talking about how he taught the lesson, and um, that's, the, that's the company that I went with. Um, it wasn't the only... One, the website that I visited with a video on. They basically all had video content. Um, but what International House did right was they gave me the right video um, in the right point of, of my customer journey, um, so at the right time, in, in the right kind of place. So they knew exactly you know, what I already knew, um, what information was important to me, building you know, trust at the end, um, and they got my business. So kind of what I want to do in the talk today is... Um, using the HubSpot sales funnel here, a um, bit different to the one that Karen used earlier, so a bit of variety, um, but I want to kind of explain how you guys can, in a broad sense, get the right video to the right person um, at the right time on the right channel. So um, that, that's kind of uh, what, what you can take from today. Um, I don't have ages, I can't spend too much time on convincing you why video is, is an awesome channel to use. Um, but take it from Zuckerberg here, it's a mega trend, um, he thinks it's going to be the, you know, a, a, as big a change in the way we communicate as, um, as mobile has been. It's the most engaging way of communicating apart from face-to-face. -face. It's you know, scalable, shareable, um, measurable content. Um, it's good stuff, and we should all be very excited about it. So in terms of the funnel, I'll probably actually start above where HubSpot are here on this funnel in terms of brand awareness. That's the first thing. Um, it's you know, just slightly, slightly above um, what I think visits feel a bit too warm for me. So let's start with, let's start with strangers, let's start with brand awareness. Um, two key questions, really. Um, how can you make the best use of the attention span and can you buy yourself a bit more time? Can you hack the attention span um, to get a little bit more out of um, this encounter with a, with a stranger on, on one of your channels? Um, to answer the first question, I think it's, it's video. Um, how you can make the most of the attention span is by sending a video. It's, we process messages in video about 60,000 times faster than we do in text. So that's how you're going to get your content across um, and build your brand. In terms of um, can you maximize the attention span, can you hack it? Yeah, you absolutely can. Um, and I'm going to tell you how. 
first thing is um, that I want to talk to you about is um, the on on channel. How can you how can you get that person to engage with the content? So on the sort of the the thing that you've got to come to terms with is how little time you have. So on Facebook, the average video watch time is about 12 seconds, but it only takes a user 1.8 seconds to decide if they're going to watch your video. Um, you can lengthen that time um, by having a really good thumbnail. I use this one here. You see all the different cooking videos on um, various social channels. They always start with the thumbnail of the thing that you're going to eat at the end. It gets you excited and makes you want to watch. Um, you should do that with your business brand as well. Give them something that's engaging. Um, also using emotional content or, um, if you can, comedy, but sometimes doesn't always work, um, to try and get people engaged in that first few seconds. Um, and that's what's going to be most important. So what that means is don't stick a big fat logo at the beginning of your video because it's going to be a huge turnoff. Um, and also, as I'm sure um, maybe you already know, if you put a logo at the beginning of your video, um, Facebook has an algorithm to detect that and it will push your video down the newsfeed um, because they want to monetize from all the marketing material that's on their platform. They don't want you to be getting freebies um, for nothing. Uh, so, yeah, bear that in mind. Um, the other thing is um, formatting of your video. You can buy yourself a bit more time. Um, if you use the right size, shape video for the channel you're using. So YouTube 16 by 9 horizontal is always going to be the king. Um, Instagram, it's got to be square, looks nice, fits right on the screen. Um, but for Facebook, use vertical content. Um, it takes longer, so come look at, look at the mobile here, um, it takes longer to scroll past. Um, and also it means that once the um, user is watching your video, um, they're less likely to be distracted by posts that are above and below the video that you've posted. Um, so just some quick tips just to get, I mean, that's going to buy you an incredible 3.6 seconds um, of the user's time in terms of them switching away from your video. So you've gone from 1.8 to 3.6. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the other thing I'd say at this stage, I know I did a lot about social. Um, if you're B2B, which I guess quite a few of you guys are, do not make the mistake of thinking that your decision makers are not on these platforms because they are. There's two billion people on Facebook. Your decision makers, um, they're on there too. And, um, and don't underestimate the power. This is when people are going to be um, you know, open to new ideas and, and this is kind of when you want to be putting your brand out there. So you've done some great brand awareness stuff. You've managed to get them onto the website. Um, what do we do with them next? Don't Again, don't overestimate the engagement you've got at this stage. Um, you still only get between seven and eight seconds. That's how long a person will hover on a landing page before the majority of the people are going are gonna to leave. Um, so again, how do you get as much information across as quickly as possible? Um, and how do you make it as interesting as possible? Well, I'm going to tell you it's video. Uh, and I've got a really nice example here um, that I love. Just We won't watch the whole thing. It's, um, it's a 60-second long video, but I just want you, us to watch the first 7 to 10 seconds. Look how colourful it is. Look how it gets the, I say emotional, but it, you know, it, sort of, it really understands the buyer persona and gets what they're worried about. Um, and just look how many times the image moves in the first sort of seven to, towards the six or seven second mark um, and hopefully you'll see what I mean. Are you planning repairs or construction work? Are you working on a home, flat, office, or hotel construction? The main reason of failure to meet the deadline is bad communication between the participants. It's imp interested? Yeah, exactly. So um, maybe um, watching it again is a bit of overkill, but the, around the six or seven mark, it move, the image moves, bam, 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 and that's the kind of visuals that, that you're going to want to put in your video. That's when the, the person is thinking, oh, maybe I'm going to just look over, <laughs> look over here, maybe I'm going to scroll down, click off. Um, 
this is the kind of video content that's going to be most impactful. Are you planning? Oh, chill out. <laughs> the other thing I'd say is at this stage, um, stick with animated video. Unfortunately, um, YouTube didn't want to give us any labelled axes for this, which is bad practice. Um, so we don't really know how long the, the time scale is. But overall, animated is going to be the highest um, engaging content at this stage when people are very flighty. Um, and it also helps get across concepts that are maybe abstract or kind of difficult to explain um, a lot faster. You know, if you want to show that something's in the cloud, then abstract's going to, you know, that kind of abstract concept's going to play well in animated video. So stick to that. Um, and you should be good. So say so you've got people interested. Um, you want to convert them. You want to get some kind of information about them. This is a really common drop-off point. It's a huge pain point. How can I get their information um, without scaring them away, without making them think, oh, God, I don't want a salesperson to call me. I don't want to get some spam. Um, you know, we, had, we had this as well at StoryMe, um, to kind of use a personal example. Um, and what we found worked really well was this. Um, this is our inbound marketing girl. Elka, and um, we had her, it was a super, uh, I mean, we're a video company, so we made something a bit flashier, but this isn't something that has to break the bank. This is something you guys can do um, literally when you go home today um, to, to introduce the person who's going to be, um, who's going to be getting in touch with them and, and building a familiarity and, and building a trust at this kind of drop-off point. Um, so you'll see what I mean. Hi there, I'm Elka. Elke? Ike. Ike. <laughs> no, it's Elka, and I'm the first person welcoming you. I'm the one you'll be talking to in our chat, and I'll be on the other side of the telephone when you fill out our contact form. I like Thai food, I absolutely love sneakers, and my favorite movie is At the Shablo. So I hope to hear you soon for an awesome video. Um, but, but yeah, so, you know, we found that that made people not only more likely to fill in the form, we got less drop-off, um, but we also saw that people gave more information. And the initial conversation was warmer, like when Elka did call them, they were happy to hear her. The other opportunity to do this is um, if you've got common stumbling points or kind of common hesitations... Um, businesses that we work with, so they typically have, you know, maybe the same five questions come back again and again. It's gonna, um, it's gonna help you guys out in terms of your time on the phone, but also it's gonna help people who've maybe got one or two reservations to get them over the finish line. Um, this is just a, a typical FAQ page, but like it's so, it's just all too common to see somebody's interested in in your product and you give them this text monstrosity. Um, and and again, you know, like we heard earlier what Karen was saying, you, you do look through these kinds of things on your mobile and, and mobiles are inherently anti-text. So I would sort of encourage you guys to take this opportunity to to like to put your brand across, do your customers a favour, give them the information in a nice, enjoyable format. Um, let's, let's not be seeing any more of these text pages uh, you guys. Um, in terms of next and the funnel for me, MQLs and SQLs are more of an internal distinction. So for me, the user kind of wants the same, the same type of content. So I'm going to address these at the same time um, because I don't, I don't see much of an external distinction between the two. Um, what this is going to be is um, kind of your, your, I guess, your email marketing, your nurturing campaigns, um, and, and also that first point of contact with the sales rep. So I encourage you guys to use video in any nurturing campaigns that you're doing. Um, Email marketing that has video in the subject line has a 16% higher open rate um, because people want to see video. And also, um, you get two, 
two to five increase and two to five times increase on click-through rate with a video in in the email. Um, so that's that's something I'd encourage you guys to harness whatever kind of content you want to throw out there. Um, and the other thing um, is getting um, drop-off rates if you're doing a B2B business and people booking for a demo or for a callback or that kind of stuff. Um, we know a company called Sales Cycle. Um, I absolutely love this video. They did it all on their own. It's so clever. Um, they were seeing a big problem with drop-off rates in terms of their sales manager booking in a time to do a demo um, and then just getting no-shows, and it was a big problem for the business. Um, and so this is what they did. Hey, go, Matt Marchant, Enterprise Sales Manager here at Sales Cycle, and you and I are going to be having a conversation very soon about how Sales Cycle can help shape your customer journey online and once they leave. However, I'm not just an Enterprise Sales Manager. also love my rugby. Cheers, Nick. Don't forget, if you've got any questions, please drop me an email. My email address is matt.marchant at salescycle.com. But if you want to give me a call, feel free to give me a call on this number here. Speak to you soon. Absolutely love that. And, and they're cool guys. I could definitely talk to them if you want to. Um, but yeah, so they saw their no-show rate drop by 20%, which is when you've got hundreds, hundreds of appointments. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a difference. Is this going to? Yeah. Um, the, this, this is a tool um, that I want to share with you guys because it's something, again, actionable stuff you can do start this afternoon. It's free. Um, it's something that I do personally is um, using... Um, as daunting as it might be, um, doing your own personal videos in your outreaches or in, in sort of follow-ups, so getting, getting your sales teams to do that um, and making them feel confident to do that. Um, there's going to be so, you're going to see a much better sort of response rate and reply rate. And again, it's a chance to build trust and familiarity um, in your brand. So this is a tool, um, it's called Soapbox. It's by Wistia. Um, that's free and you can get it just as like a, um, like a plug-in, like a toolbox plug-in. Um, you should definitely try it today. Or you can use Viewed It by Vidyard, which is a similar thing, um, but it's unfortunately not free. Um, but basically what you can do is you can just record yourself with the webcam on the laptop or the phone and it also records your screen as well so it's a great chance to talk people through um, what you're doing is a little bit more specific but if your sales reps um, not if they have the time get them to make the time um, this is going to be a real, a real game changer and a difference and the more I do it to people the more sort of positive responses I get and um, I'd really encourage you to, to dabble in it The other thing you can do, um, seemingly small, but is um, this, is, this is an email of mine. Um, I have a video email signature. Um, it just, in terms of those difficult conversations that you have over email, again, it's just an injection of your personality and your brand and a little bit of friendliness, making your conversations warmer. Um, mine's basically kind of similar to what you saw with Elka earlier, so I won't make you watch it. And also, I'm painfully shy on camera, so <laughs> we can avoid that. Um, but again, something, you know, it doesn't have to be an expensive, flashy thing, just yourself with a camera. Um, and, and instantly you're standing out from the, the hundreds of emails that people get every day. Um, getting to the end here, yeah, opportunities. Um, no sort of would kind of repeat ideas that I've already said. Um, another opportunity to use... Um, to use Soapbox or viewed it to, to kind of, you know, I, I use this to talk people through, um, well, say I do, StoryMe uses to talk people through proposals or complex documents or this is where you need to sign, this is how we came to this, um, you know, that kind of difficult here's your bill conversation, um, full transparency on, on what it is and again, an injection of your personality. Um, but the kind of the, the, the main thing at this stage I'd say is that, you know, 90% of this funnel I'd say is, is, is logic based decision making. but the final 
step is going to be about trust. That final, let me take your hand, I'm going to take you over the finish line, I'm going to get you to, you know, to, to the close. Um, is, that's going to be about, about trust. Um, so that's why I'd encourage, um, at this point, a testimonial style video, something, this is when animation really isn't appropriate, for one of the only times. Um, get your faces on camera, um, get maybe your customers' faces on camera, and, and try and, and build the relationship that way. Um, I absolutely am obsessed with this example from um, TransferWise and they, you know, it's fun, um, it's got that human element to it and it explains their kind of most frequently asked questions and common misconceptions um, perfectly. So let's just watch it through. How does TransferWise work? Um, 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 do you know? Yeah, I know exactly how it works. It's magic. It is actually fairies and unicorns sort of like moving magically my money across over to another country. <laughs> it's all about peer-to-peer, -peer, swapping money, getting matched. Peer-to-peer? Peer-to-peer. Under the bonnet, it's this peer-to-peer -peer matching service. TransferWise matches you up with people that do need the opposite currency to you. TransferWise have two pots of money. <laughs> One in your starting currency and one in your finishing currency. You put money into one pot and they take money out of the other pot. To basically pay the recipient. Oh. And they have people transferring in and out of each of the pots. And then that money would actually not cross any borders. There's no bank admin in the middle. And that's how they bring down the costs. You don't really need to know that. It all happens automatically by magic. Transwise takes care of all of it. You just have to click on the button. All I really know is that it's cheaper than our bank. Ten times cheaper. It's faster than my bank. It's fairer. It's much easier. It's, it's incredible. That's all I really need to know. <laughs> Love that guy nodding at the end. I don't think he said a word the whole thing. <laughs> He's my hero. Um, but hopefully that kind of demonstrates my point. Um, and the last thing, for, for the sake of completion of the funnel, um, and also because it's so underappreciated, is customer delight, um, retention of customers. How can you give them that little bit of added extra? Um, I loved this example. Again, going back to Soapbox, I'm such a fangirl. Um, I made my first video, and they sent me this little gif of the whole team clapping. <laughs> and it made me feel so good. And I, and I, again, I'm talking about them in my presentation. What can I say? Um, I absolutely loved it. And it was so, so easy to do. Um, again, super simple. You can do it this week. Um, customer delight is, is super important. Um, and... Um, the other thing that I want to say as well is at this stage, um, trying to, I think, a, a common, maybe not quite acknowledged as a drop-off point, but once you've actually got a user on board the system, either B2C and B2B, how can you get them to get the most out of your features so that they stay? Because, you know, getting them to do that first payment is not, um, does not mean they're going to keep doing a, a monthly recurring payment or an annual repayment um, ad infinitum but you know it's going to be about how can I get them to get value from my platform instantly um, so I signed up for LinkedIn this is the email they got me it's all well and good there's some nice pictures um, but you know there's, it was a free trial and I got they got 800 pounds riding on on this sale essentially and they send me this uh, super long texty thing it's like 11 in the morning I'm in a meeting um, I don't think I ever looked at this to be honest with you um, and you know for the I mean, you've got to figure out the average lifetime value of your user, but why not send them a video that helps them to understand how to get the most from your platform? Um, you can keep, make it as flashy as you want, but this is one of the simplest I've seen that, um, that does it pretty well.
So I guess just to talk over it, I think um, the, you know, it's, again, super simple, super cheap to make. Um, but, you know, this is going to be helping your salespeople get back to selling, helping your account managers focus on what they do best, um, not answering these kind of common misconceptions or, or, you know, frequently asked questions. And it's going to help your users make sure they didn't miss a trick um, on the platform, whatever, whatever that is. And, uh, oh, excuse me. The last example I want to finish on, um, it's wrong not to finish on a HubSpot example. Um, I don't have the video, but I absolutely love this. Um, when you unsubscribe from HubSpot's marketing emails, you get the head of marketing, this guy, um, essentially crying on camera to you. Um, what did I do wrong? Um, it, it's not you, it's me. I can change. Um, you know, and, it, and like... And it's good. It's good fun. Um, but they and they saw a significant increase in their um, in the resubscribers to the flat the platform the platform as well. Um, so yeah, just little opportunities to delight your customers. Um, don't don't just get them to the end of the funnel and let them fall into a heap. So um, finishing up. Video, video is happening whether you like it or not. Um, you should definitely jump on the trend. It doesn't have to be an expensive thing. And there's so many opportunities in the customer journey to harness it. Um, maybe drop off points, hopefully, that you haven't thought of before. Um, if you have, then I'm sorry. But um, yeah, with 80% of internet traffic is going to be video by 2019. So you're going to be in fantastic company. Um, get started today. Thank you, Ali. That was incredibly important. That, um, and everybody, I think, can see the importance of video. We do have some time for questions, so I'm happy to open. Sure. A yeah, quick question. Uh, you mentioned about email and mm -hmm. video. Uh, we've had a problem. I think HubSpot don't recommend putting embedded links or embedding the, uh, mm. the video in the emails. Um, obviously, it's a massive challenge to get through the spam filters at all. Mm. So you know, we, we've recently been doing a lot more just text only for email. You're going backwards, backwards, backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Uh, I completely agree with that. You you can't reliably embed video into email because like the two biggest email clients, like Outlook and Gmail, don't accept it. And again, spam filters, or you just get one of those horrible garbled. It's not good for you. Um, what what I'd re recommend doing is actually putting an image in that's a thumbnail. Um, put a play button in the middle, and they can see it's a video. People don't necessarily know. Um, you know, they won't look at it and go, oh, that's impossible. You can't embed video in the two biggest email clients. How, un how unlikely. Um, they'll just think, oh, video. And they click play, and then they're taken to a, to a website somewhere, and you can have your video hosted there. Um, that's what I would suggest. It is a valid point, though, because conversion rates, and we're seeing the same thing, are dropping on these very graphic, very designed emails that everybody is now sending out, right? So if you can keep it simple, if you can make it look like a... Um, a Simple text, the personal text, one-to-one. -one. But you can put a link in there, yeah, and you can encourage people. Um, so experiment mm. again, A-B test. Yeah. What, sort of, what sort of annual budget should we commit to video? Do you see that people... Because I have no concept. If I want to start using video today, and we're saying it's really quick and cheap to do, you know, if you film yourself, but animated is better. I've done animated videos. They are quite costly. What More expensive. sort of budget am I looking at on an annual basis for video if I want to do a lot? Yeah, that's a really good question. I probably couldn't come up with an answer on the spot. Um, I think, yeah, in terms of, you know, if you want to, if you want to keep costs down yeah. I guess um, you're right animated is more expensive but if it's if it's going to get you a better ROI that's something you've got to, to look into um, I'd say you know 4,000 10,000 on 
um, sort of a 60 second animated video is, a, is pretty average. Um, but you can keep the cost down by thinking about the attention span of the user, I guess. So a lot of people I see with these two minute absolute marathons, two minutes of marathon these days, I know, can you believe it? Um, but yeah, these, these things on Facebook and nobody's watching it. So think, think about, you know, can I, can I put this point across in 10 seconds, six, you know, six seconds is the new, the new advert length on um, YouTube bumper ads. And um, maybe if you feel like the video budget is getting too high, you're just making longer content than you need to. Um, I know that isn't necessarily helpful. I'm sorry I didn't answer your question. Um, maybe we can brainstorm afterwards. <laughs> the other thing that you can do is to heavily utilize a chunk of video that you might have. So maybe look with the filming this, right? This is one presentation on video. Mm. But there are several points that are being covered in, in, in this particular video. You can edit that down. You can chunk it. Yeah, you can turn it into a 30-second mm. snapshot. That can be a video. You can get a whole load of videos from one shot. Yeah. It's repurposing data. Um, mm. Yeah, you can. it's pretty common to get like a 60-second video and then make social cuts out of it. Absolutely. So yeah, you can... You can be cost effective that way yeah. too. Yeah. Interesting. The other thing I think with video, one of my pet hates is is the marketing term, you know, unique selling point. Um, <laughs> it's very difficult to have a unique selling point. A unique selling point in many, many industries frankly doesn't exist. You know, um, Simon state agencies, you know, you've got an idea of what makes you special, but actually conveying that to the public is very, very hard. Yeah. Um, pharma companies, uh, tech companies, a lot of their perception is, is uh, the public is it's generic. By using video and putting people on those videos, mm. or, or at least uh, friendly voices and friendly cartoon characters, you can personalize it. You can make yourself a little bit special, you can make yourself stand out, um, and that gets you ahead of the curve. Because yeah. what this is all about is staying ahead of your competitors. You just, you don't need to to win the war, you just need to be one step ahead of 90% of, of the population who, can't, who haven't really got the time to do this. You know, I'll do it next year. You know, I'll think about it later. That's fantastic for you. Because if you actually take one step forward and get out of your comfort zone a little bit sometimes with doing this stuff, you will be ahead of 98% of everybody else that's out there. You're always looking for an edge. I think video is one of the things. Mm, that I completely agree, especially in, in stuff in emails and these email signatures and these kind of personalised videos talking people through their statement or whatever. Like that's that's why people are. I don't see anything anyone yeah. doing that. Yeah. Questions? Any other? Okay, moving. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. So you called. You said uh, video is scalable, shareable, and measurable. Yes. How? do you measure the impact of video? Because producing it is not cheap, is, it's not free mm -hmm. um, most of the time. Sometimes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, for us, we've got a lot of uh, video content on YouTube, some video content on our website, but it's difficult for us to put together the, the information and, and get an ROI on video. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is really tough. Um, so I'd recommend um, using, um, if you know Wistia at all, um, we, use, we use them for the content that's on our website, um, and I, that's what I'd recommend. Um, and it will show you individual, it kind of forms individual people out of the people that watch it, so it can show you, um, obviously, how many people have watched it, but it will show you which bits they've watched, if they dropped off at a certain point. Um, if they re-watched the content, it will show up. 
um, if they watch the same video on different visits and you can get an idea of your kind of your lead heat but also um, which of your content is really boring you know if you see all of the people stop watching 20 seconds in what did you say 20 seconds in that was so terrible um, and that kind of helps you helps you uh, to do that Wistia W-I-S-T-I-A yeah, 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 but I think YouTube has analytics as, um, that can give you that information as well. But, yeah, in terms of on the website and stuff like that. And also A-B split test things. You know, mm. is, is the you know, five-minute video actually of interest to people? It might be a deep technical discussion. You know, in, in your industry, you might need to cover a lot of stuff. Is that getting more engagement than the snippets that you, you know, are told that, that kind of work? Experiment that, and yeah. test. That's a tough thing yeah. because it's, it's not about, but you probably already know it's not about view count. You know, you get YouTube... Um, channels that are really deeply educational and they've got 12 minute long I mean there's, there's 20 minute makeup tutorials out there for goodness sake but you know there's like 7 minute long um, videos on information about the industry and maybe you get 50 views but they're 50 views of sort of industry leaders who are really highly engaged and are decision makers so yeah it is, it is tough um, I think yeah, we, we do use Wistia to try and single out people and identify who we think they might be um, but that's I mean that's yeah. kind of and use something like HubSpot right to do attribution. So you've got your Twitter campaigns, you've got your paid campaigns, you've got your YouTube, you've got hosted, all this kind of stuff. Look across all those different channels for a particular campaign, for a particular uh, product or service, and, and cross match and, and double check. You know, you're, it's all about data, it's all about experimentation. It used to be marketing, where it was like arts and crafts, right? You know, you prove pretty things and, and hope it worked. Now it's about proving where that actual customer came from, how many, um, you know, SQLs and MQLs were needed to generate that customer and how many visitors you need to actually generate that funnel. You know? mm. yeah. Anything else? Yeah, absolutely. Andy. Thanks. In terms of the human touch, then, in terms of how professional that video's got to be, mm. it's a six or eight clip, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, can you, if you ask an hypothetical question, just do it yourself very quickly, post that, or do you need to have it to a degree professionally done what are your thoughts it's a really good question um i think yeah you're right there's definitely some some videos that you can make that are so so bad in quality that um that it kind of almost damages the brand but really i think i think you almost know when you've made one of those um i would i think if you can do it yourself on um I say if, if it's a person-to-person -person communication or it's on sort of a social channel, I think you've got more of a buffer and you can, you can have something that's just you talking to the webcam. Um, you know, do things like, you know, invest in a good kind of earphones and, and microphone piece are not expensive, 12 quid from Argos. Um, and, you know, if you face towards a window so you've got good light, really that's kind of all you need to do. Um, I don't think you need to do anything more than that. But if you're posting on something that's kind of on the main landing page, and I would suggest even, um, even just hiring a freelancer for half a day, um, let me think how much that might cost, I don't know, a few hundred quid, like that, that can be, if you want to take it up to the next level, that'd be what I suggest, you don't necessarily have to go to a production company. It, it also depends on what channel you're putting that out on, if you're going to stick it on your homepage, you kind of want to put the money and the effort into the production, because so many people are going to see it. If it's, I want to call, call it throwaway content, but if it's, it's, if it's part of a stream that's going to go out on social media, it's going to be a blog, where you want um, a constant pipeline of content going out then you compare back the quality and people are a lot more comfortable with um, iPhone type videos and or whatever's necessary you know we could film this you know Facebook live on a phone and that would be per perfectly okay 
Yeah, but I wouldn't then stick that on my homepage for people to see every time. Mm. So make it appropriate, I think. I was yeah. just thinking of chopping up some of the animated clips that we've yes, got. Yes, absolutely. From the, from the training perspective, and then just doing the voiceover. So well, that would be absolutely fine. If you want, I'll take, we can, I can take a look at some, some point and let you know yeah. what I think on the actual video yeah. content. I'll be happy well, to do that. Because, I mean, your company curricula have got a lot of content like that, and a lot of your videos are long. Uh, and they but might very well. Unless you're in the platform. Absolutely. So, it's how we make so, use of that. so content mm. audit, figure out what we've got, <laughs> take it out and publish it. Okay. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Thanks. Cool. Okay, guys. Cool. Um, thank yeah. you. No oh. worries. If you've got any questions on specific video stuff, then I'm here, and my colleague Brett is also here, looking cool in black. So come grab us afterwards. Fantastic. <laughs>